So we're advancing the vision, and we've been talking about that in order for 2024 to be the best year so far in our life, how many want a better year than last year? How many want to have the best year so far? Well, there's some decisions, and very, very important decisions that each one of us uh, are going to have to make. And number one, we talked about we're going to have to leave our disappointments in the past. We're going to have to leave our past behind. The negative things of the past, we can pull those positive things into the current. But also, number two, we need to decide to listen to God's Word above any voice, any voice that would try to get our attention. There's no voice greater than God's voice in my life. Decide to listen to God above all. Number three. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. <laughs> Get your hopes up. Um, you know, the, again, if we lean back to the past, our, our hopes might not be in good shape right now. But if we don't have our hope in good shape, our faith can't bring substance to a better day. But better days are ahead. If we'll do these things of leaving the past behind, we'll do these things that put in God's Word, His voice above any, and getting our hopes up, we'll have our best year so far. When you think about decisions, we all need to make good decisions. You might say, that, that sounds pretty elementary, but how, how, why are so many people making bad decisions? Because we all need to make what decisions? We need to make good decisions because they're building blocks for a better day. Good decisions, better outcome. Bad decisions, not so much. Good decisions help us create a better tomorrow. But many people, listen, many people don't appear to connect their lack of personal development to their poor decision making. If we don't develop, We'll, we'll keep making the same decisions. It's connected. And, and one of the things I want you to do, I'm not calling you a horse, but you know the horses have the blinders on, right? Blinders on. And, and this is what we need to, we need to allow God to lead us. We, I need to forget my past and bring into the future those things that need to be. But like a horse, if, if we don't get, if we don't have blinders on or have a focus and, you know, and these blinders help us not look over and say, you know, I want to make the decision, but what are they going to do? They're not doing that. I want, but I love everybody, but I got to make sure I'm on God's path. And, and, and that's our dis discipline in our it's a relationship. Our fellowship with God is what will enable us to keep going in the right direction, even though 90% of the people around you don't give a flip, and they're going in all kinds of directions. That will not lead you to a better tomorrow. I'm going to say it again, but many people, they don't appear to connect their lack of personal development they're not personally developing, so therefore, they still make poor decisions. And then they say, I just can't get ahead in life. 
I just, I, I, you know, some people make choices then experience negative consequences. They wonder why. They can't seem to get ahead in life. You ever hear people say, I just can't seem to get ahead in life. Well, it's time for you to do something different. Good choices. Stop allowing people to influence you in their direction and look at the fruit of their life. Do you really want that? Do you really want that? No, I want better days. I, I, want, I want to develop to my full expression why God created me. So I continue to develop, I continue to make good decisions, and I will continue to make better decisions because my walk with God is a daily thing. It's amazing. Some folks know their choices may not be good for them, but they make them anyway. Good decisions aren't always simple, but they're necessary for success. Would all of us love to have a successful 2024? Anybody here? Would you raise your hand? Yes, I would. Well, you're going to have to get focused on you and stay focused on you. Try to help people around you, but stay focused. It's amazing how the enemy tries to use people to pull you back in the past when you're trying to do something different moving forward into your future. Uh, recently, I, I don't know how many weeks ago, that we were on a series talking about the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something. What enabled me to move forward and, and not to be influenced by those, uh, you know, a lot of people going in the wrong direction is by falling in love with the Word of God. Thy Word have I hid in my heart, so I will not sin against you, God. Did we sing, I will hide my Word in my heart today, <laughs> right? You hide that Word in your heart. Then, then, then God gives you the empowerment and the strength to keep going in the right direction when others are making bad decisions and we love them so much. But they're sucking the life out of you. Wouldn't it be great if I had a sermon that says, get away from those suckers? It sort of didn't sound holy, but it, 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 I don't know. But, um, but then also, number two, I'm, this is really not my topic today, but I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And then you can stop trying to be a witness, and you will be a witness wherever you go. Because you've got a strength. You, you've got an empowerment. You've got the Holy Spirit uh, yoked up with you, and he, and he leads us, and He gives us strength. Wow, if we just stop right there and just fell in love with the Word of God again, and if we right there would, would every day say, Father, refill me with your Holy Spirit today. And even when you're in a day that's taking a lot out of you, you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, strengthen me with your might in my inner man. Yeah. And, and you know what? People, there's going to be people who don't like your direction. And again, that's why you have, the Word talks about when we're saved, we, we have to come out from amongst what we used to do. 
Now, you know, it doesn't mean you have to totally walk away from your family and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying your life, stay focused. You don't make decisions because they're easy. You don't make decisions because they're cheap. You don't make decisions because they're popular. But you do make decisions because they're right. Every single one of us in this place has people in our background that are prejudiced. And when they start talking prejudice stuff at the table, you ought to get up and walk away. They might not understand what's going on. but And there's a day probably that you could speak up. But don't condone that. It's not right. God loves everyone the same. I said everyone. If we're to make decisions that bear the best fruit, we need to close the gap in our lives between awareness. Wow, I'm aware. I need to make different decisions now. From awareness to intention, you have the best intentions to do this. But we got to get to the action part. Faith without works is dead. Today, you're getting faith for the different things. We're, we're ministering here, and now with God's strength and God's grace, you're going to make better decisions. These, the Word helps put the right thing, blinders in our life and helps us keep going in the same direction, and it keeps us from being distracted. Helps us stay forward-thinking. So we're talking about three decisions, and it's been different because I ministered about three of the decisions the first Sunday, and it seemed like I, I, I had to go back to some things. We weren't done. So we're talking about decide to forget the past. You know, there comes a point in time that we have to realize when we are saved, when we are born again, we become a whole new creation. God, it's like a, it's not just a reset, it's a start over because you become a babe in Christ. It eliminates your past. And even, even, even if you're saved and you, and you went the way of the flesh, the way of the world, the way, the, you know, the way of the crowd, and, and you're like, man, I can't believe I did that. can't believe I was, I didn't, ah. But all we have to do is, Father, forgive me for all my wrongs. You tried to get to me through my conscience, and I overrode it. Because a weak spirit can't overcome a strong temptation. That's why we need to keep right along the way praying in the Holy Spirit. Sitting down and, and just, I, I, I'm in my paper Bible this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going back to a Bible where I believe God for our kids. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I have a highlighted the day, the time, and I believe God for different things in our life, and it's just, it's a, it, 
that Bible is not for sale. Well, well, it just depends how. <laughs> yeah, you might be against the lottery till you win it. You know, I, you know, you heard that preacher that was a, totally against, totally against the lottery until his wife won it. You know, money's not evil. Money takes on the personality of whose hand it is in. No matter what God brings through harvest financially and blessing, we are, we are sowing, we're tithers, we're givers, and we advance the Great Commission. Say with me, I want to make better decisions this year. Well, here's, here's what we need to decide. Decide to forget the past. Don't go there. Because even when you get saved, even when you, you say, God, I'm sorry, even when you uh, are right before God, then the enemy is going to try to shoot all those negative thoughts. And you're like, why am I thinking about all those things in my past? Because there's an enemy that tries to steal, kill, and destroy your position in Christ your forgiveness, anything, anything God has, has wrought for you in the great plan of redemption, if we just don't cast down the thoughts and imaginations that try to take us back, try to take us to a place we shouldn't go there. I was going to say, look at that person next to you. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Look at that person next to you. Don't go there. And, and a big part of not going there is, is making sure you win the battle of your mind. Proverbs 4.25 says, let your eyes look right on. Let your eyes be with fixed purpose. Let your eyes gaze straight before you. No distractions. Don't go there. Go forward, look ahead to advance and walk in God's best. It's important that we look ahead. Philippians 3, 7, we'll mention this. It says, but whatever former things were gains to me and I thought were important, the things once I regarded as advancements. Yeah, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. You know those commercials advertising certain beverages? And they're around each other and say, it just can't get any better than this. I was like, oh my God, really? Really? Man, it doesn't get any better than having a walk with God. It doesn't get any better than feeding on the Word. It might not feel like you're getting anything out of the Word, but man, when it kicks in, you're like, wow. And, and, and it keeps your eyes straight. And it, and it just, you can't get any better than being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't get any better than having a wonderful, beautiful church like this that we can have community. doesn't get any better than having a good, good uh, uh, whether you're single, whether you're married, a good life. doesn't get any better than that when God's involved in it. Have you ever stopped being consistent and your life started not being better? Every one of us. 
And that's why consistency is really so key in us having our best year so far. But one thing's were form, form of thing that were gained to me, you know, in, in comparison with Christ, I see them worthless now. Not that I've already obtained, verse 12, not that I've already obtained it, but this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I'm actively pressing on so that I may take hold of the perfection, that word perfection means maturity, for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I want to mature in all these things so I can, again, become the full expression of God's intent of me and my life. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider that I have made it my own yet, but this one thing I do. (laughs) And really today, I really, uh, as much as we love other people, you better make sure you're in good shape. He said, this one thing I do. I've got to put on blinders. I've got to make decisions that get me out of those influences that is negatively just has me on strings like a puppet. What a great day is when we break out of that and become our own person. And it's just so much freedom in that. You know what else is freedom? Um, I love everybody. I want you all to really think highly of me, but if you don't, I'm not going to have a bad day. I'm just not going to participate in that wrong thinking, because I'm an awesome guy. <laughs> if you're new here today, that was a joke. All right. So Paul said, this one thing I do, Paul was leading himself. Oh, how many want to lead so many people? And No, no, lead yourself. Lead yourself. Better decisions, blinders. You know, a really sad thing. I want 100% participation in what we're talking about so we fulfill the length, depth, breadth, and height of everything God has created us for. But there's some, some in church today, they're just not going to make those decisions. There's some people that get inconsistent and they fade away. And they go back in like a, like, like a dog returning to his vomit. I want you to make better decisions. But I want you to be consistent with it. A lot of people, when they turn on fire for God, all of a sudden they want to, you know, they want to volunteer, get in the ministry and start leading. You're not ready. You could start serving. Yeah, that would be great because you'd be around great people. But you need to develop. You need to develop and, and then not assume what God's going to do for you or with you, but discover what he's going to do. You don't decide, you discover. Already within you is what God wanted to bring out of you. The question we have to ask, we're, we're talking about This one thing I do, I'm leading myself. Uh, Our best days are ahead of us, but but there's something 
I can't just want it. I can't just have good intentions. I need to act and do and move forward so I can be better for everyone in my world. But are we where God told us to be? But what about them? Are we doing what God told us to do? Well, I want to do that. Well, sometimes you don't realize it, but when God gifts somebody with that, and, and, and God has that role on their life, when someone's developed in what God's called them to do, some people say, oh, I want to do that. But if they're not equipped to do that, you can't do that. But you're equipped to do something so someone can look into your life and say, man, they love serving and, man, I, I, you know, I'm going to do that too. Not necessarily in the specific assignment, but you'll never find out your assignment if you first don't volunteer to help. You won't. Because one step prepares you for the next step. And as we stay in the Word, we see clearly, and as we stay filled with the Spirit, and all of a sudden we're realizing, man, I'm gifted to do this. This is my place. This is my, this is my spot. And I'm going to let God fully develop me. And I'm not going to let my past snag me back because I'm moving forward. What's that song? Not going back. Moving forward. I tried to sing it. Not going back, moving ahead. Mm-hmm. The past is. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all say, past is over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hannah, pull that one back out, please. How many would like Hannah to make that happen next week? How would you like me and my daughter? All right. Now let's look at John chapter 21. John chapter 21 is, is, is really, God's really drilling in me, what am I supposed to do? I, I can tell you this. As I thank God, my life has, I don't have regrets. And again, if you hadn't started pursuing God, your regrets are over now. Because now it's time to act. Get yourself involved. Be consistent. And be active on what we're talking about here. Win the battle of your mind. And there's something. I'm not serving God because I'm going to stand before him in judgment for what he wanted me to do. I'm serving God because I have a purpose. And my purpose is to love God, love people, live with purpose, the vision of the house, advancing and fulfilling my spot to the very highest level. John 21 says, after breakfast, Jesus said, Simon Peter, no, that wasn't the right emphasis, wrong grammar, here we go, after breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me more than these around you? 
Yes, Master, you know I love you. So if you love me, you need to feed my sheep. That's your assignment, Simon. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. He then asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Master, you know I love you. And then Jesus said, shepherd my sheep. Simon, I want your attention. Simon, this is what you're called to do. Simon, you focus on yourself and you'd be the best version of you. Shepherd my sheep. Then he said a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset that he asked for the third time, do you love me? So he answered, Master, you know everything there is to know. You've got to know that I love you, Jesus said. He said, feed my sheep. Simon, I'm talking to you. Simon, in the Word, meditate on the Word, and, 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 and as you serve your way to your destiny, you're going to be serving my sheep. You're going to be feeding my lambs. And when I think of feeding my lambs, the children's church ministry right now is doing that, the little ones. And then you who've recently got saved, you're a little one also in the sense of development in Christ. That's why you have to go through the process of growth and maturing in Christ. Simon, feed my sheep. I'm telling you this very truth now. When you were young, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wished. But when you got old, when you get old, you have to stretch out your hands while someone else dresses you and takes you where you don't want to go. And he said this to hint at the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. He was a martyr. Joseph didn't, Peter, wasn't he crucified upside down? He, did, he was martyred. He was, he, he was hung on a cross, but he, doesn't, he didn't want to hang on the cross like Jesus did, so... He wanted to hang upside down. God's focusing on us individually. He said these things, and, and he brings it all in and he said, Simon, follow me. Don't just hear what I just said. Follow me. Turning his head. He, he, the blinders, keep your blinders on. If you don't have those blinders, we're going to act like Peter. He turning his head. Got distracted. Peter noticed the disciple Jesus loved. That's John following right behind. And when Peter noticed him, he asked, hey, Master, what about, what are they going to, what's that going to happen to them? What were they supposed to do? Simon, feed my lambs. Simon, shepherd my sheep. Simon, feed my sheep. Simon, follow me. 
What are we going to do about that? Man, I'm going to follow him all the days of my life, and I have for decades. Best decision I ever made. God had to separate me from my past to put me on a new path. I keep going back. God, how, how, did, how did you help me move forward and never look back? Not one time. Thoughts might have come, you know, but I cast those down. And, but I have to attribute it again to continuing the Word of God consistently, being filled with the Holy Spirit daily, being around good influences because bad company corrupts good morals. You might have some good morals, but bad company is going to pull you down into bad morals. I love hanging around people that are clean, not saying perfect, but people that are walking in the right direction. It, it just, it, there's a cleansing impact on us. It really is. So what are you going to do? Master, what about him? What about him? Jesus said, if I wanted him to live until I come again, what's that to you? It is none of your business, he's saying. It's none of your business. Where they're going, it's none of your business. What they're doing, now again, you might try to help them because they're in a bad path, but you better make sure you're strong enough. A lot of times you need to have a person with you so that all of a sudden you don't have a, a major temptation and the, then you slip. You know what? One of the, hmm, I don't want this to be condemning at all. Please, please hear me. But there's some things that we need to start doing that changes our reputation. When you become more Christ-like, it makes a difference. And those of you who are just getting started, those people around you are not going to believe you. What's this, what's this religious kick you're on? And you know what? You're going to say, hey, all I could say is changed my life. All I can say is, man, I'm free. And coming to Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And you just walk forward, then you live it. Until you live it and gain influence, you really don't have a voice. The only voice you have right now when you first get started in these things is action. Do it. Let's pray. Oh, before I do that, let me just say this. Simon, feed my sheep. Simon, feed my sheep. My lamb, Simon, feed my sheep. Follow me, Simon. Follow me. Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and I'm going to reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ. And all of us who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection or maturity, should have this attitude. And if any respect you have a different attitude, that too will be made clear to you. Decide to forget those things behind because a right-focused life is a blessed life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. You've provoked all of us. 
And Father, we are, we are examining our life because we don't want to just have good intentions. We don't want to just have an awareness that we need to change, good intentions that we need to change. But Father, what, what you spoke to all of our hearts today through your word and by your spirit, strengthen me and grace me to be a doer of these words. Father, I thank for bringing good friends in my life. I'm going to volunteer on a team, so I'm just around good people. Oh, what a joy it is to serve once you start. Thank you, Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is really the most important time in the whole, whole service. Maybe here today and say, you know what? Pastor Coyne, I, I've never received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I, I, I need Him. I'll tell you why you're saying that in your mind right now is because the Father is drawing you to Jesus. There's, there's a drawing to Jesus because that's what God does. Because He said, listen, I love you so much, I sent my son to die for you. I love you so much that He lived an innocent life so that I could put the sin spiritual death on him so he could take your place and go into the portals of hell because of the wages of sin is death but God raised Jesus on the third day Jesus is alive and because he's alive when we receive him we become alive on our spirit and, and then when we pass if the Lord doesn't come back in our lifetime, our spirit goes to heaven, but our body's going to have a resurrection when the trumpet blasts. And we'll be forever with the Lord, with all those loved ones that have made Jesus their Savior as well. If you're, if you're not sure you're, you're saved today, I'm just going to pray a general prayer. And if you would like to be included in that prayer, so you, you just raise your hand and say, that'll signify Pastor Coyne. I need Jesus. I need to know before I leave these doors that I am saved. Just raise your hand right now. Come on. I see your hand over there. Thank you. Over there. Come on. Let's get this right, guys. Don't, don't, don't get snagged into, into feeling like people are, are, are singling you out or thank you. It's your time. The Word says, behold, now is the time. Don't put it off. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Some people say, I'm going to live this whole life the way I want to, and the very last second, I'm going to receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. That's a gamble. That's too high of a risk. Get it done now. Pray this prayer out loud. A minute with your heart. Say it with me, God. Come on, that's right. Say it aloud. They say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all my sin. I believe on the third day, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I'm sorry for my past. I repent of all that. I'm sorry for all that. And I'm looking to you now, Jesus. I receive you now as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Oh, thank God, thank God. Come on, folks, let's celebrate for those who raised their hands today. Thank you. Glory to God.
Amen. How many doers of the Word of God are in the house today? Raise your hand. Say, thank you, God. Let's just pray. Father, thank you. We're doers of your Word. I thank you for grace and strength to follow through with it. I thank you, Father, I'm putting blinders on. I'm, I'm not going to be up and down again. I'm moving forward because I have the Word in my heart. It's hidden. I will not sin against you. And refill all of us with your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, we all agree by saying amen, amen, yes, and amen. Listen. I have an action item for you who raised your hand today. We're going to have some concluding announcements. And then, uh, and by the way, that's my son, Joseph, if you're here for the first time. And uh, he gets all his looks from my wife. And so, he's <laughs> a good-looking young man. So, but anyway, we're going to have a few announcements, brief announcements. And then before you leave this place, we're going to have prayer workers up here. And one thing I need you to do, if you receive the Lord, you really meant it, I need you to come and talk to them because they're going to pray over your life and give you some material that will help you because we need to take a next step. And uh, so, and also, if you want to rededicate your life, come and pray for those. And I tell you what, by all means, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and empowerment, whew, I, I just tell you what, that there's no wonder why the devil tries to, tries to undermine being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in an unknown tongue. Because when we pray in the Spirit, we're praying out the very perfect will of God and we're empowered to do move forward like never before. And right now, if you've received Jesus, only thank God and celebrate that. But I tell you what, right now in your heart, you're saying there's something more. I'm missing something. They're missing something. I was in a day in my life that I was a good guy. I was saved. But I'm like, God, I need... I need some help. I need some power. Something. I gotta have more. We don't. We, we don't belittle being saved. Don't don't think that at all. But when you're saved, the Spirit of God comes within you. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, He comes up on you, and He helps you. And boy, you can walk away from a prejudice table because you're praying in the Holy Ghost up underneath your breath. You're not making a scene, but you're taking action. Praying in the Holy Spirit, you're saying, "Not. I'm not going to do that anymore." And I have the strength to say no. I love you.